Hey friends, your pal Mike Shea from Sly Flourish. Today, I am going to be talking about running Chapter 2 of Empire of the Ghouls. I have been running an Empire of the Ghouls campaign now for quite a few weeks for my Wednesday D&D game. And I wanted to take this opportunity to talk about Chapter 2. There's another video where I've already talked about Chapter 1. My intention is to have one video talking about each chapter of this campaign adventure. Empire of the Ghouls is a campaign written by Kobold Press for the 5th edition of D&D. This show, like all of the work of Sly Flourish, is brought to you by the patrons of Sly Flourish. Patrons get access to all kinds of exclusive tips, tricks, adventures, campaign source books, dedicated Discord channels, and monthly Q&As to talk all about D&D. But most of all, they help me put on shows like this. To the patrons of Sly Flourish, thank you so much for your support. I wanted to start off by offering my biggest tips for running Chapter 2 of Empire of the Ghouls. These are the things that I, having experienced it now that I've run it, I haven't finished chapter two completely. I've still got parts of chapter two to finish out, but I've played a fair bit of it. And I wanted to offer the right up front. I wanted to offer the tips and tricks that I thought would be most useful for people who are running chapter two. And that is number one by far is to condense the travel. The travel time in chapter two is enormous. Here is the Midgard map. This is their dynamic map that Kobo Press offers where you can look at all things Midgard. And I just drew little lines to show how far the characters travel just in chapter two of Empire of the Ghouls. And it came out to 1,567 miles, including lots. Every little dot that I have there is a different location that you stop at and do something at. It is a tremendously huge bit of travel. Now, I will say that from the area 469, which is Kerasin to the Stone Galleries, is actually takes place in the, the Shadow Realm. So that one's a little bit shorter than it says there. But the rest of it actually takes this amount of distance. And in some cases, there's backtracking. So you will go from Jost down to, where, where is the city here? To Yarosburg, and then back again near the end of the adventure. It is a ton of travel. It's too, for me, it was definitely too much travel. It does give Empire of the Ghouls definitely a exploratory feeling. It, it gives you the options to really explore Midgard, to meet these different cultures, to meet these different groups. You get to meet the dwarves of the Iron of the Iron Crags. You get to meet the northern folk of, 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 of Jost. You get to meet all of these different groups. And it's really fun to sort of experience all that. But it's still a whole lot of travel. And when you have one main goal, which is go get this MacGuffin, I, I felt like there were too many stops along the road uh, to take place. So what I recommend is condensing down that travel. And some ways that you can do that is to condense a few of the locations that you would normally have to stop at. So, for example, you start in the city of Zobek. And your first real leg of your journey is to get to Grisol. But you can actually combine Grisol and the Black Fortress together. Sort of the main things that are happening at these locations, you can take those and pack them together. Instead of meeting the royals in Karas, I don't know how to pronounce it, Karasin, I moved the royals to the Black Fortress. So I had almost all of the major events that kind of culminated in, in sort of the first third of this chapter, I had happened at the Black Fortress, including having a gateway to the Shadow Realm, including meeting the royals there, including meeting with the, the leaders of the Dwarven, the Dwarven Cantons. I had them all in that one place, the Black Fortress, which meant that the whole first leg of the journey is getting from Zobek to the Black Fortress. Now, you can also just follow a road and have a bunch of different encounters as they go from Zobek to the Black Fortress. But I enjoyed offering some side quests 
I enjoyed offering a couple of different routes that they could take. I wanted to give them sort of a point crawl, a small point crawl that's still headed from A to B, which is Zobek to the Black Fortress. But I wanted to give them options to like, do they visit Altbeck? Do they visit Oberstenau? now? Do they visit the, 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 when they go to the Silbertal? Do they get to see anything in the Silbertal? I wanted them to have different options and have different side quests along the way. So I included some. I had like a kobold mine that had collapsed and had been overtaken by ancient dwarven machines like a... Uh, a, a bullet, a, me- a mechanical bullet that the dwarves had built long ago, but that had gotten free and is now eating through the mines. I wanted to have some other side quests. They they went into a place called the the, the Fortress of Zombies or something, the Zombie Woods. I think it's called the Zombie Woods. And I wanted them to go hunt down a necromancer. The dwarves said, hey, we're going into the Zombie Woods to take care of a necromancer. You want to come along? And the character's like, yeah, who doesn't want to go kill a necromancer? So I had a bunch of side quests, but they were optional side quests. These were things the characters didn't have to do. The players got to decide, do they want to engage with that or now we're just going to stay on the road and then i had a couple of encounters that took place from the time they went to zobek to the black fortress but generally it still took us about three sessions for us to go from zobek to the black fortress but most of that was them learning about the area getting connected they, they, they picked up the picture of the royal guy that's getting that's getting picked up they they learned information they got to engage in some fun encounters they got to they raised a level along the way so they didn't feel like it was a, a long time then when they hit the black fortress and they got to the next stage which was meeting the meeting the royals realizing that the the D- darakul are trying to kidnap them for some reason and learning about the shadow realm so they'd already known about fey, fey line about ley lines about the shadow the shadow roads and i definitely wanted to use the shadow roads in this part so what i did is you can see if you see this white squiggly line that's going up that is a that is a line that is a shadow road known as archer's walk and I said, like, you can take Archer's Walk. There, there was a portal at the bottom of the Black Fortress. It was actually a hole in the wall. I took this directly from being John Malkovich. There is a hole in the wall. The characters can leap through the hole. One person was like, like a big water slide. And I had them get real, like the dwarves got really upset when they heard that. Because they're like, how did you know about our secret sh- Shadow Realm water slide? And the guy's like, I just guessed. And they're like, hmm. And so it was really funny because the player just made an offhand remark about a water slide. And I had all the dwarves get really angry with him because he guessed exactly what it was. And it was. It was a water slide. So there's a big hole in the wall. They move a bookcase out of the way. There's this hole in the wall. They go sliding down the hole in the wall. And they end up in the shadow realm. In this case, they ended up in the realm of a half spider shadow fae who was, she's she was like the, the cousin or I think she was a cousin of the, the queen of night and magic. One of the fey, one of the fey lords, and she had been cast out and cursed, and then lived in this thing. And so they fought her, they beat her down, they convinced her. She, she said, "Hey, instead of killing me, I'll give you some magic items." And they got some nice, juicy magic magic items, and I'll give you safe passage through here, so you can go through this 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 fey gate whenever you want. So they did. Then they they went out. They had some other adventures. They saw an old cyclopean ruin. Uh, Cyclopean battlefield. They saw a huge Titan walking across really fun stuff. And then they ended up on Archer's walk and in Archer's walk. Then I started diving deep into Feywild stuff. And that gets into my, my, one of my, one of my big tips, which is setting up your shadow realm point crawl. Once you get to the point where you're going to actually bring them into the shadow realm, it's worth the time to build out a small point crawl there too. What are some interesting locations? What are the interesting paths? And build them along the lines of the of, of Archer's Walk. So yeah, condense your travel, condense the locations down, con- con- condense the locations so that you can have multiple things happen in one location instead of spreading them out. 
add in your own point crawls and side quests and set up your shadow realm point crawl those are my big recommendations for this chapter and so far i've been doing that and so far i've been having a good time as far as condensing other things down i i mentioned that i have not yet gotten to the the end of the chapter but i'm going to be condensing parts of that down as well because there's a lot of like running around back and forth and i'm going to show that so near the end of this chapter, the characters go to the city of Jost, and there they learn that there are the shield maidens of Sif, are the last ones who had the holy robes of Sister Adeland, and that they went down south into Karkova. Karkovia? Karkova? I think it's Karkova. To engage in battle there, which means you then have to travel all the way south to these the ruins of Yarosburg, only to find out that they've already been captured and taken to another castle. Again, your princess is another castle that the characters have to go and rescue them. I'm going to combine all this. First of all, instead of having it be about a, a six or 700 mile journey to the south, I'm definitely going to condense that up and have all of that stuff a little closer to Jost so that when they're doing travel, I can, I can easily say like, it's a few days journey to the south when you cross over the border into the known areas where the undead are, are operating so that there's not a lot. I, don't, I just don't want to have weeks and weeks of travel just for this last part. And I think it's probably okay for them to go to the area where the the the, the sisters were picked up or where the, the shield maidens, they can go to the area where the shield maidens were picked up and they can find out that they've been captured, go to the castle, rescue them, and then bring them back to to, to Jost. I think that, that that arc is probably fine. I just want to condense the distances so it's not weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and then weeks and weeks and weeks back again. So that that is definitely an area where I want to condense things down. I just feel like it's it's just so much travel. And it's one thing if like you were traveling to only a handful of locations and you could still say like it's a month journey and you could do some downtime. Like what do you do during the month when you're traveling across the northern roads to, to go from Zobek to Jost? But when you have like, you know, it's like a half a dozen different locations you're going to stop at. And each one is like, oh, you actually have to go here. Oh, you actually have to go here. Oh, you actually... Because the whole... They already know they have to pick up the holy robes of Sister Adeline. There's just this step of, you know, one right after the other of 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 figuring all of that out. So that... It's too it's too much travel. It's 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 definitely too much travel. I feel like it's too much travel. And a way to handle that is to shrink it up. Now, one thing that I did is I, I, I had picked up... During this time, the Book of Ebon Tides had come out. One of the things I'm doing in general when I'm running this campaign is I'm trying to use as much much cobalt press material as I can. I have tons of cobalt press books that I've picked up over the years, and I want to like grab as many of these as I can. Now, obviously, the big one is the Midgard World book, and I will always recommend this. If you only want to have one book that really captures Midgard and really captures all of these other things that you pick up, pick up the Midgard World book. It's a fantastic, huge source book you could run campaigns in this for the rest of your life with just this book it's got tons and tons of stuff in it but if you want to dive a little deeper into some sections they, they have a section of the midgard world book that talks about the shadow realm talks about what's going on in there but then if you want to expand on it you can pick up the book of ebon tides which actually just came out relatively recently i just got the awards from the kickstarter for it and it has a lot of description of what the shadow realm is like so when i was building out my section of this campaign where the characters were going out in the shadow realm I used this book a lot. I used a lot of ideas from this book. I created random, I used random tables and created random tables in order to fill out the shadow realm, in order to fill out the things that are here. And I did so to basically build a point crawl for it. I wanted to have options for the characters to travel along Archer's Walk. They know that they need to stay on the shadow road, that if you, if you, if you divert from a shadow road, you're really in trouble. 
But I also wanted to have some sort of side passages and side missions for this. And I can show some of those off. This is a point crawl that I whipped up using GraphViz. You can find out more about using GraphViz. I have articles in the show notes below for building a point crawl if you want to build something like this. And this is really just something for me to get my head around. What are the different options and the different ways that the characters can travel from one place to another? Dotted lines are sort of secret passages or traversals. These are areas where the characters go from Midgard or yeah, from from Midgard to the Shadow Realm and then back and forth. And it's kind of past in in the top is where they began and then they can kind of choose their different paths. So they and it's relatively linear. I didn't want I didn't have like a crazy bunch of, you know, different options for them for their point crawl. Some of it seems pretty linear. They entered through the Black Fortress, they went into the Fortress Cellars, they found the tunnel behind the bookcase, that's the water slide. They traveled to that to Solastra's lair. Solastra is the cousin of the queen of night and magic who had been cursed and she runs she has this like cave where she's kind of stuck then they went to the cyclopean battlefield and eventually to the crossroads the crossroads of lindar the crossroads are a place that sit on archer's walk but also have connections to other shadow roads too inside the shadow realm and one of them is there's a silent guardian there's this huge guardian and he holds his hand out and if you put a key in his hand he'll step aside and show that there's a road behind him that actually leads back to zobek my idea for this is i wanted the characters to have a way to get back to Zobek pretty easily without having to go through the huge amount of travel that they did otherwise. And that goes past the monolith of a set across, across a small shadow road called the Shadow Stride. The Shadow Realm Traversal is the monolith. It leads to an archway that they've already found on the other side, so they know where this is going to lead up. It leads up in the undersellers of, of Zobek. And that way they have a new way to, to go back. Then Archer's Walk is the path that they want to follow. It goes to the Cracked Oak Circle. They can follow a couple of different paths there. One was, do they want to go to the Ruins of Thorn, which is an elven ruin on the coast, the northern coast, with very big elven ruin, very dangerous. Or do they want to take a side passage to head to a place known as the Stone Galleries? And they can either go on Yarla's Whisper to the tomb of Yarla and then and then go to the Stone Galleries or take Archer's Walk to the Moonfire Circle, this other circle that's run by Bear Folk, and then use that to, to traverse into the Ruins of Thorn and then they end up on the coast and then they can decide how they want to get to Jost from there. So that's this is kind of an example of the different paths that I wanted them to take. There's even little side passageways and side paths that I could add to this. This really isn't a fantastic point crawl because it's really it's it's still pretty linear right it's it's only like three major you know two or three major arcs that you can take to go on this but it's a nice it's a nice a nice way to handle it so now that we've talked a little bit about how i've run this adventure i thought i'd go through my regular steps from return of the lazy dungeon master to do a little bit of prep for my game which i'm having this wednesday probably not going to finish my prep during this talk it's mostly just to get started and think about it and i've got one particular problem that i'd like to work through today which is building craftable magic item for one of the characters like one of the characters picked up something pretty interesting and i want them to be able to use it to build a magic item but i don't know what kind of magic items i want them to be able to build with it and i want to figure that out so we will start by generating a new session planning template this wednesday is the 30th of november wednesday ghouls so we have seven characters in this in this particular session only only six ever at any given time we have bruno bruno is a bear folk occultist my wife plays bruno and a god it's such a fun character she has a book bruno he has a book of all of the different cults that he has. And the book is called Demon Cults and Secret Societies. And um, Barefo- his barbarian form lets him manifest. It's a, it's a little bit of a homebrew version of the... It's like a fiendish... I think it's like a fiendish 
based subclass where you get fiery and i said instead of just always being fiendish what if it manifests one of the cults so because he's been reading this book of cults as he when he rages one of the cults kind of come out so sometimes he'll be like a scorpion thing other times he's like a weird shadow thing sometimes he's surrounded in blood really really cool really fun really fun character class and Bruno now has met other bear folk of the Shadow Realm. Bear, Bruno is not from the Shadow Realm, but there are other bear folk who are sort of the guardians of the roads in the Shadow Realm. So Bruno has met them. And one of the rewards they said is, here's this other, we know that you have your book. Here's this other book that will teach you how to manifest the way of the shadow. So we can, he can actually be a shadow bear folk bar- barbarian. So that works well. Durham is a wizard who is a gunsmith, one of the, the a, a gun wizard. And he's got a big rifle, mag- rifle with a magical thing. It's the first time we've had real firearm use in our in our D and D games. Durham is a dwarf. HB is a God. What what is the name of the? It's it's a an arana like a hedge a hedgehog person. And the the great fun with HB is that everyone's like, what is that? Like an orangutan? Like what is that? Like an aardvark? What the hell are you? Nobody <laughs> nobody can recognize what he is. They can they always they always they always you know like you know we don't know what what he is. He is a lawyer, or he thinks he's a lawyer. He's like a he's like a paralegal. So he signs lots of contracts and does lots of things. Also a rogue. Rohalan is an innkeeper who owns the inn in Zobek that the characters have been interacting with. Rohalan is is a human druid from the Southlands. So I'm going to have a real good time with this because the later half of the latter half of the campaign goes to the Southlands. So much like you cover a big part of the North, you also cover a big part of the South and there's a whole Southlands book. So I'm really eager to dive into that and enjoy, enjoy spending some time in the Southlands. This is a really big campaign, really big, really, really far reaching campaign. Ved Pinion is a kobold gear forged who is a ranger who has been around for like a hundred and some years and has traveled a lot with uh, HB and Rohalan. Rohalan actually met HB out in the Southlands and HB just started following Rohalan wherever, wherever Rohalan went and says that oh, I'm, I'm, I'm his attorney. Versi is a, one of the few elves in the area, a winter, winter elf who is, you know, one because elves are relatively rare to find in Midgard. One of the rare winter elves that's still around and is a, is a ranger. Picked up a cursed bow. Has a bow that talks to him. Cursed bow. And Winasia is a Minotaur Amazon. Minotaur Paladin. Trained with the... Uh, there's a group, all-female warrior group, off to the east from Zobek. And is from that group. Even though they're typically human, she's a Minotaur. But she comes from that group. And I think I'm going to be reskinning all of the Sisters of Sith into her people so that it's a group but she'll find out when she gets to jost that it's a friend of hers maybe even like a cousin of hers or somebody that she's been with who went on this group and then we can do a deeper tie into the we can do a deeper tie into the campaign there so definitely need to do a little bit more homework on Winasia's background and how i'm going to tie that in probably homework that i need to do probably offline so those are the characters that we have in this group really fun group of characters lots of lots of you know lots of good things going on and when we last left them, let's take a look at our last notes. They had a pretty, it was a tense situation. So they came out from crossing this Cyclopean battlefield into the crossroads. And in the crossroads was a, they, they, they came to this, uh, they came to this area and there was like a picnic going on there. And Nick Navine, the, qu- the queen of witches was there. And she had a bunch of her people were there and they were waiting for some bandits that the characters had beat up. 
the characters had beat up these bandits and had picked up this artifact. And the artifact was like a ninth level maze spell that could be used to trap somebody. It was a single use magic item that was like a ninth level maze spell. And they're like, holy cow, this thing is crazy powerful. Like we could trap anybody in this. Right? It was still limited time, but you could still trap somebody in this. Well, it turns out they were they had gone. The, the bandits had gone into that battlefield to go find this thing and bring it back to Nick Nick Navine. Nicknavin, the, the queen of witches, to give it to her because she wants it for something. So when the character showed up, Nicknavin said, you know, they Nicknavin became aware of the fact that they have this artifact and said, you know, that that that's something for us. And then the bear folk show up and the bear folk are like, queen of witches, you are out of your territory. This is not, you are not supposed to be here. You know, the, I'm making I'm making some of this up when it comes to the Shadow Realm. But part of the idea is there's royalty, there's territories. And when a when one of the major fey lords goes into the realm of another fey lord or goes in the realm of these other ones, like there needs to be formal processes for this. But Nick Nevine is just here to deal in some illicit goods. So she didn't want anybody to know, but the bear folk found out. So the bear folk show up and they say, you know, queen of witches, you are not supposed to be here. You are, you are out of your territory. I'm afraid I must demand that you leave this area at once. And Nick Nevin is like, I'm not leaving until I get what I want. Right? I'm here for a reason. And they're like, you know, once again, we have to explain to you. And there's like these huge bear folk, right? There's she, the, the woman, the, the bear folk matron who came up and said, like, you're not welcome here, has these huge bear folk. But the characters like they're still going to die. Like, it doesn't matter. The bear folk are not up to snuff compared to this 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 queen of witches. She is really, really. I mean, she's, you know, she's arch arch fay, right? She's this really, really powerful person. And the bear folk know it, but the bear folk are like, it is still our duty. Like you may kill us all. And she says like, do you really think you can stop me? And they're like, no, but that doesn't mean our duty doesn't stand. You, you know, you, can you defeat us? Yes. And is that where this is going to end up? We hope not. We hope you'll listen to. Me. And then it kind of came down to the characters. Like what are the characters going to do? And I felt like I railroaded this a little too much. And the players also kind of came along the lines of like, you know, that's a little railroady. Like we don't have a choice. Like what are we going to do? Fight her? She's going to kick all our asses. She'll kick, she'll kill everybody here. Like maybe with the bear folk. And I guess I could have telegraphed a little bit more that confrontation with her could occur that like maybe either group on their own wouldn't have been powerful enough to take her on. And somebody's going to die, probably. But both groups together might be able to route her. They might be able to make it annoying enough for her that she's like, all right, I'm out. And they could have kept the item. So I wish I had done that because I didn't I didn't really in my mind. I didn't say, oh, there's no way they can deal with this. They're going to have to give the item over. But the situation was so one sided that it really seemed like it was the only good way to go. And, and I, I wish I had made it more clear that, you know, either group would have just gotten wiped out, but both groups together might stand a chance and then see how that would work out. They, they might still be able to convince her or intimidate her enough that she's like, all right, you know, and she'll, she'll leave without her. She'll leave without her, 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 her artifact. But in any case, the characters did say, okay, we'll give you the artifact. And she said, all right. And she reached behind her and she pulled one strand of her fiery red hair. And she said, I give you this. And, and, and the bear folk are like, Oh man. And even all of like Nick Nevin's sycophants who were all with her, which is like, a, they had like a, a night hag is with her and a potion mistress. And they're all in these hot springs. They're all like soaking in these hot springs. And they're like, the queen of witches just gave you a strand of her hair like that and and they're like oh what does that mean they're like it's you know she doesn't do that for everybody right and then she opens up a gate and goes away with her sycophants so and the bear folk are like oh like thank you <laughs> like we thought we were gonna get killed like yeah i didn't want to die today but boy that was that was that was hairy we thought we thought we were gonna die 
come with us come hang out with us you can come to our come to our camp and they went to this camp called the at the cracked oak like this cracked oak circle and it's this huge oak tree that's like split in half apparently big battle split the oak in half and they enjoyed their time there they enjoyed the refreshments there they 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 got you know they bruno was given this book that said hey there's this other there's this other path that you can take and they they learned some stuff. Ah, now I remember where I remember where things ended in the last session. Now that I think about it, it's always good to review. So they went to the cracked oak circle, met the bear folk there. They went to the hot springs, and they learned about a terrible. And do I have it in monsters? I don't have it in monsters. So going through the secrets, we'll go through all the secrets that that they that they learned just to, to try to get a good understanding of it. Much of the Shadow Realm falls under the court of the Shadow Fae. Shadow Fae nobles rule, are themselves rulers of the land. They're extremely arrogant, extremely powerful. And now they've met one of them. They met one and they met the cousin of another one. So they're just starting to meet the Fae Lords. Fae Lords of the Shadow Realm have territories and agreements and violations are swift and severe. That was one thing the bear folk said is they said, like, you could kill us. But word might still get out. And if word gets out to the other Fae Lords, they're not going to be happy with you and it's going to be a lot of trouble for you. So, so that works. The Bear Folk Act is Rangers of the Shadow Road. Definitely in that. Another Empire of Ghouls exists in the Shadow Realms. They have no alliance. And that's true. There's another set of Darkhul who operate in the Shadow Realm that are not connected to the Darkhul that operate elsewhere. I think that might be a fun way they could meet other Darkhul who aren't just a bunch of bastards. Although they'd still eat people. So I know they're probably still bastards. Traversing the Shadow Realm requires an anchor, which is an object or monument that exists that has kind of pulled uh, a hole through the world. These could be a physical monument. They could be a battlefield. Any of the monuments that I use in my random. And then I have a bunch of lore about Archer's Walk. Archer's Walk was kept by the elves, the Grand Duchy of Dorning. I copied this stuff directly out of the books and threw it into my notes so that I had some material that I could drop to the characters. To, to learn about this. Barefoot Grove is built around a massive broken tree in the center of their settlement, green and alive with barefoot. This is also, I took this right from, I took this right from uh, Book of Ebentides. So that was really cool. Somewhere, I don't know where it went. I lost it. Let's see. The Howl of Old Shuck. Yes. So this is going to be the strong start that they, they decided to travel and I think they ended up saying they were going to go to along Duskglades Run to the Stone Galleries. I'm pretty sure that's what they chose. I, I'm, I'm, I'm almost sure of it, that they went along their normal road and they said, okay, we're going to, we're instead of going all the way to the to Thorn, the ruins of the, the, the elven ruins of Thorn, we're going to head over this side passage, which is just a really thin shadow road that isn't well known, but can get them to the Stone Galleries. And it's called Duskglades Run. So they decided to go on, on, along Duskglades Run. And they did, but they had heard that there's a beast out there called Old Shuck. And Old Shuck is actually from Toma Beasts, Toma Beast 3. Let's pull up Toma Beast 3. Toma Beast 3 is pretty badass, by the way. So Old Shuck is actually known as the, the Black Shuck, I think, and from Toma Beast 3. And I decided I want to make this sort of a unique creature that exists, that sort of hunts out there in the wilds. And it's going to... It's going to attack the characters. Black Shuck, page 59. Here it is. Look at that. Awesome, awesome beast. A huge, like, bear-sized wolf. This massive wolf. It is fiendish. And in my realm, it hunts in the Shadow Fae. It looks for, for, you know, it looks for people. And, you know, and very powerful. Challenge rating 11. The characters, I think, are fifth level. So this is a hard, this is definitely going to be a hard fight for them. But they're only fighting one of them they're only fighting the one creature i'll probably give him like i i think i think i'll probably give him like one use of legendary resistance which blinds him so essentially like he can blind himself 
because he only has one eye, right? He's got that one baleful glowing eye. And I think like when he takes something, he can, he can essentially like use the energy of his eye to save on a saving throw. They normally wouldn't be able to save, but he is blind for one round. So if he gets stunned or if he gets paralyzed or converted with anything else, he can decide, do I want to do that? Or would I rather be blind? I think I'm going to add that. I'm going to add that to him. So we're going to start our next session with old shuck and we can grab some lore i like this this flavor text so i think we'll we'll throw that flavor text right in my notes that's fun and we'll need a location for this so i'm gonna i'm gonna whip up a monument to to kind of you know be the setting for this place pastoral prowlers like haunting country byways and back roads black shucks are credited with countless murders missing wayfarers and wholesale slaughter of entire caravans and patrols black shucks hide in the cover of fog and stride quietly across ponds creeks and other fog shrouded bodies of water to ambush weary travelers stopping for a drink pretty cool imagine like you're just going out and you get this cr11 cr11 stuff we're gonna put that in our secret include i'll fix this formatting some other time what else do we have about the black shuck Toys with its victims as often as it murders them, but this enigmatic entity is reported to show random kindness towards lost children, guiding them home. Grim rituals can summon a black shuck to terrorize individuals or even whole families, compelling it to haunt and beleaguer them and their household, sometimes for generations. So there might be like a, you know, if we think about, if we think about the monument here we might tie that to the monument so let's think about a background by a physical background what is the location of this going to look like and to do this i am going to use the lazy dm generator once again it does not generate lazy dms the lazy dm generator is a tool available to patrons of sly flourish patrons get access to it it's on your rewards page if you want it and it is a general use generator for all the kinds of stuff that i typically use in my games and the example in this case is i am definitely using a monument but i'm going to make it an ebon tides monument i actually have monuments that i can use from ebon tides i don't have to worry about spell effects because they don't have spell effects in this and i have an earthen op earthen opal charnel pit of the hunter god of death and hunting that's kind of interesting because one of the characters is tied to the hunter an opal carnal charnel pit the charnel pit's a good idea i don't know about the opal although we could throw an opal in there there could be an opal in there and maybe the opal has something to do with a Maybe the opal has something to do with why the why black shark is here. I'll stick this in locations. The fact that it is there with the hunter is interesting because one of the characters is tied to the hunter, and that could be fun. But let's look at ion stones. I feel like I've been throwing magic items at these people like crazy. But they might find an ion stone. We have absorption, agility, awareness, fortitude, greater absorption, insight, intellect, leadership, mastery, protection, regen, reserve, strength, sustenance, supreme intellect, historical knowledge. It's kind of fun. Rare. You gain proficiency in the history skill or a plus one bonus to checks with that skill if already proficient while this polished steel silvery orb orbits your head. Historical knowledge is a fact. Natural knowledge, that works for the hunter. That's pretty good training in nature or plus one to nature religious of course it's funny because i would almost i like i'd like all three i want to pile all three in one stone i want to have history nature and religion tied to it i could probably fit that in but i think that's pretty good i think we'll do an ion stone of natural knowledge throw that in treasure i think they said it's a steel what, what did it look like burnish brassy stone so that's not it's not opal what's to say an earthen charnel pit of the hunter I don't need to have another qualifier there. And we have old uh, Black Shock. And that's page Tomabeast 3, P. 
page. I got so many windows open. Page 59. Yeah, I can certainly reskin it into into an opal. But you know, I don't. I'm I'm fitting a random word that I've generated 10 seconds ago. I'm not that I'm not that tied to opal. So if I had a good reason to reskin it, I certainly would. But considering a random generator came up with opal in the first place, I'm not too worried. And the idea of it's an earthen charnel pit is good enough. Like that. That's enough of that's enough adjectives to to warrant the location. The idea that it's a pit of the hunter. What kind of stuff would be in a pit of the hunter? So lots of dead folk, right? Lots of bones of dead folk, and probably an altar to the hunter, like a weird conglomeration of body parts and bones formed into an antlered horror and it's like did old shuck make it probably not somebody else made this but who i don't know mysterious so that's that's a fun strong start it's going to be hard it's going to be a hard fight but that's but that's cool i guess i am gonna fix the, the formatting in this and then I think they chose, so they, they went to the Cracked Oak Circle, they, they followed the Archer's Walk, they split off, and now they're headed to the Tomb of Yarala. And I think, so the way this is going to work is that Yarla's Whisper, so Old Shuck is that, then Yarla's Whisper, and Yarla's Whisper is a, it's a walkway on the edge of a great camp. And on the edge of the canyon, they can, they can barely, it's all smoke and mist down below. And if they look off to the, uh, while they're following this, 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 this road, if they look off to the left, they will see like the bones of tremendous beasts embedded in the wall. Creatures unheard of in the mortal world. So like, what are the things that used to be in the shadow realm that died off millions of years ago, billions of years ago, Right. So, so I think they will see that. I think in Toma Beasts 3, there's like demon goats. I don't know if they need to face demon goats, but if I recall, I was looking through here. Hey, look, there's like a headless guy right in the front. Let's see if we can do a search for goat. The Bone Lord. The Bone Lord actually, you know, kind of resembles what the, I don't know if they're going to face a Bone Lord, but that might be fun. I think, I think that's what that thing looks like i'm gonna just save that to my desktop but that's what the monument might look like you know it might look like the bone lord i love the royal chimera the cloud hoof assassin right <laughs> as shove sheep or bully goats you know mean <laughs> you know i just love that they're like jerk jerk goats the cloud hoof assassins i think those might be fun so we'll put those in must and that is on page 91 they're only cr1 and we might only have a couple of them just dangerous enough. Yeah, Cloud of Assassin moves 20 feet straight towards the target and hits it with a headbutt attack on the same target must succeed on DC 13 strength. Saving throw be pushed up to 10 feet away from the Cloud Hoof. If the creature fells the saving throw by, uh, by five or more, it was pushed 15 feet. I think, that that, I think that that would be great. What happens if somebody's actually thrown off the edge? I don't know. Aren't all goats jerks? I don't know. I think goats can be nice. It makes a headbutt and a shoving kick. It can, and, it, and it can kick people off. It's so bad. So I think a couple of these guys along the, the the route might be fun so we have cloudless whisper and then the tomb of yarla and what i thought of here was it is a an elf queen who died well, they, they just kind of did this with the one that was cursed i thought of that having it be a banshee right that's the lair of a banshee that's pretty that's pretty easy to do right is there a is there an angle on that that would be a bit more uh, tomb of yarla's location not a is there an angle on that? You have that sort of straight banshee 
idea, which is always fun. And it's relatively low level. So they, they could defeat her. They're fifth level. So they could probably take on a Banshee without too much trouble. Is there another angle on this that might be more fun? That's, that's, that's different. Let's, let's, you know, we, we have our Toma Beasts here. We have our Toma Beast 3. Who doesn't love the Toma Beast 3? Let's take a look at undead creatures in Toma Beast 3 and say, what are the kinds of, let's see, they have creature by type. There we go. Undead. Bone Collector, Bone Lord, Forgotten Regent. That might be kind of fun. Let's look at Forgotten Regent. I think the Forgotten Regent is really powerful. CR 10. Could Yarla be a Forgotten Regent? I think I'm going to hang on to this because it's from Long Kingdom of the Frozen North. So this this might work better if they deal with them, if they deal with them on when they go to the north, I think might be a more a fun. It's also a dwarf, right? So I don't think we're going to use that. Ghost Knight Templar. Forgotten Regent, Lake Scourge Lotus, a Peat Mummy, Necrotech, Reaver, Thunderer, Bone Cage, Oful Walker, Old Salt, Relentless Hound, Scar Ruin Scarab. Ruin Scarabs might be fun. Oh, they're tough too. CR6. Is it a, it's, it's one creature? Yeah, it's a large undead. That's kind of cool. We'll throw that in there as, as an option. Monster Ruin. Probably not the main boss of the place, but could be fun. That's on page 337. Write those page numbers down, boys and girls. When you're using a book like this, put the page numbers in your in your in your book. Starving Spectre, hmm. Swamp Gas Shade, Truant Devour, Underworld Sentinel, Vampire Vanguard, Vampiric Vanguard. I like those guys. Rack Wraith, Oathrot Wraith. Let's take a look at a Rack Wraith. Oh, look at them. Seaweed and other Deterus. Eh. Oops, that's not gonna work, is it? Oathrot Wraith. This could be a Wraith drifts forward. Denied eternal rest. Oathrot Wraiths are tormented spirits of those who broke solemn vows, causing tragedy by doing so. Unrepented, they now roam the world, constantly reminded they are CR4. They do a life drain on their hit for 20 necrotic. They're nasty. I think like an oath, a couple of Oathrot Wraiths guarding a banshee is not so bad. This page 396. That can work. And what else? So I think we could do a Banshee. Chief Janice says, like a corrupted Bailnorn. Is that a creature in one of the other books? Where do we find Bailnorn? Is that in a is that in a book somewhere? Is there a stat block for this Bailnorn? Because that's kind of cool. It sounds like something they would make. But I think for now we'll do Banshee. And the Banshee doesn't have to be as powerful as the other ones, but it could be protected by Oathrot Wraiths. And those Oathrot Wraiths could be bound to the Banshee, so you have to defeat them before you can defeat her. So that could work. The Tomb of Yarla. So what is the... Anchor. What is what is it in the tomb of Yarla? I guess we could do. Why don't we roll up a monument? And find out. We will do our Midgard. Glass necrotic cairn of Rava the Crossroad. Glass cairn. Mm. A glass tomb might be kind of fun. Like a glass sarcophagus. I like that idea. And that's the anchor to the stone galleries. That's cool. One of the fun things I think we could put in here is that there's actually um, statues, stone statues of screaming people on the wall near the glass, near the glass sarcophagus, which actually is foreshadowing what's on the other side of the stone galleries because it's filled with Medusa and basilisks and stuff. So I think that that will be fun. I'm going to need to come up with some lore. I need some lore about Yarla, who she is, what, who she is, what happened, why is she cursed? Throw a bunch of lore in there. This is homework for later because my game's not till Wednesday, so I got time. And, and when I'm doing my prep, I can think about like, hmm, what, what, what is some of this stuff? And I'm sure something. I'll put that in the back of my mind. Stuff will, stuff will happen.
I could also, it'd be kind of fun to build a map for the tomb because it'd make it a little dungeon, right? They can crawl a little dungeon. And for that, we go to Dyson. Go to Dyson Logos Maps. And we take a look and say, hey, Dyson, what kind of maps you got that would make for a good tomb? This is not bad, right? The very first one. Pretty good. I think it's pretty cool. I like it. Look, it's got little like stone teeth. It's got like, you know, an underground river that's coming out of it. I think it's perfect, right? Why, why, uh, why, why have to choose anything other than this? So we will just open that link. We get ourselves a nice big map. I'll grab that map and I'll paste it in here. And I'll say, let's see, put it on locations. I will just link it. Boop. And you click that and it goes right to the map. And I can use that. And the tomb part is back here, right? There's like stairwells. There's a couple different paths you can take. They can fight like a couple of creatures. They can see some creepy stuff. They get into the tomb, have a nice big fight, and then tr travel to the other side. I think that'd be really cool. And maybe they don't have to fight. Like maybe they can talk their way past Yarla. I, I, think, I think that that's a reasonable, I think that that's a reasonable thing to do. So I definitely have more work to do. I definitely need more secrets and clues, mostly about Yarla and stuff that's going on like that. Then I need to, I think they're going to be going to the stone galleries so I can do some research on the stone galleries, but that's pretty straightforward too. But I think that I've got a good start. I've got a good start in what I've, what I've got here. So I hope you found this video useful. Uh, if you did and you like the kind of work that I do, consider subscribing to the Sly Flourish newsletter where you get access to a weekly D&D related article sent directly to your inbox plus a free adventure generator PDF. You can also support me directly on Patreon. You can get access to things like that random generator I showed plus tons of other stuff. The City of Arches sourcebook, adventures, tips, tricks, guidelines, dedicated Discord channel, all different kinds of things that you can get there. Or you can pick up any of my books at the Sly Flourish bookstore. So to the, and to the patrons of Sly Flourish, thank you as always for helping me put on this show. So I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you very much. Have a great day and get out there and play some D&D. &D.